This episode of Intentional Talk with Lisa Kay and Taylor is sponsored by Superior Abstract and Title in Plano, Texas. At Superior Abstract and Title, they don't claim to know more about deadlines than anyone else. What they do claim is the ability to provide you with the tools and services to meet them without the headache, stress, and hassle that often accompanies them. Shop Superior Abstract and Title. Hello, I'm Lisa Kay. And I'm Taylor. And this is Intentional Intentional Talk. Talk. This is a show that cares and brings positives to the air with live, engaging conversations. We keep it real on Intentional Talk, Mm -hmm. and today we are really looking forward to our conversation with our guest. Today we're talking with Dr. Gerard Ibarra. He is an author of Good Decisions, Better Outcomes. He's a speaker, a consultant, a serial entrepreneur with more than 30 years of management and leadership experience. And one of my favorite things is that he received his PhD in applied science from SMU, none other than my alma mater. (laughs) He has founded three tech companies and has grown a huge following of supporters and friends. Welcome to Intentional Talk, Gerard. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. We're thrilled to have you here. Yes. Yes. This is going to be good because I think we could all use some help in making better decisions and having better outcomes. I mean, certainly this past year, yes. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we've absolutely. made some decisions, but we had you on at our Fellowship Power Lunch monthly gathering, and you were just phenomenal and engaging with yes. everyone in the well, audience, and so yes. we're looking forward to maybe unpacking some of those conversations. And oh my gosh, well great, more. I'm looking forward to it myself. Thank you. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> well, so you have accomplished a lot with the number of years you've been working with acquiring a PhD, with 30 years of management consulting, what has helped you not give up? Gosh, that's a good question. I guess for me, I've always wanted to give back. You know, it's just something that I've always wanted to do and and not stop. And I guess I picked it up from my folks. I mean, you know, my dad kept on working. So does my mom. She still uh, does things around the house. So it's just one of those things that uh, I grew up with. You know, just don't sit back and you've got something to do here in life. So get it done. Yeah. So a work ethic that was ingrained in you early on in your life. Yes, exactly. Work ethic. Yeah. So let me see your book for a minute, if you don't mind. So good decisions, better outcomes. I wish I'd known you a few years ago. (laughs) Probably a couple of different times. (laughs) So what made you um, create the book or author of the book? Well, that's a good question. So back in uh, the mid-90s, I was working on my master's degree, and uh, a professor went through a process on how to make uh, decisions. And this was for very big and complex uh, systems, like a the strike fighter or a uh, battleship, something that huge. But when he went mm-hmm. through the process, I was like, my gosh, everybody should be using this. This is a great way of doing mm-hmm. things. So my why for the book in, is that I made a mistake myself when I went through this because I bought a car and I didn't use the process. And I wonder why I didn't use the process, but it all came down to emotions. Mm-hmm. So I learned from the emotions that's part of your decision-making process. So 
it took a long time, but that's the reason I author it. I want people to think critically when they have to make those difficult decisions. Wow. Yeah. Impulse. Especially impulse when, buying. Yeah. 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 Especially <laughs> when it comes to uh, buying an automobile or clothing or technology is my weakness yeah. if i see something that you <laughs> plug in something that has lights and gadgets and something can go gadgets. on my phone or camera lens <laughs> oh goodness keep it away from me heads up everybody <laughs> keep it away because i you don't need any buy. help with technology she's the go-to gal <laughs> yeah, I buy all the tech. and i can't even sit here without having some kind of tech with me so sorry <laughs> what are some other examples of some of the impulse yeah. decisions that people might make so the, the so one of the reasons why people make uh, bad decisions or maybe not bad but wrong decisions is because of their emotions you let your emotions take over they're there and they're telling you this is what I want this is my gratification I need to feel this way so in in the way of uh, making those difficult decisions again for purchasing a vehicle or maybe changing careers you want to go through a process but for those impulses and I can't get credit for, uh, give credit I can't get credit for this but my wife says, oh, you mean if you don't, if you can't eat it, you don't need it. So if you could go with something like that, then that might help <laughs> you think twice before making one of those impulse purchases. Okay. Or if you're not hungry, don't eat it too. Because <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, I happen to love popcorn. And so we could just oh keep eating gosh. and eating oh, and eating. That's <laughs> good to know. Yeah. <laughs> what were some of the challenges of writing the book? So the biggest challenge for me was time. I, uh, I was working full time. We just sold a company that I was the CEO of, and uh, there was just a whole lot of work after the sale, and I just didn't have time to write the book the way I wanted to write the book. So that was, that was my biggest challenge, mm -hmm. the time. So how much time was that? Well, let's see. So when I went through the process in 95, um, I said, I want to write a book about this. So wow. here we are, what, 20 plus years later. But when I really started writing the book is uh, right around maybe 2015. And I just said there has to come a point where either I'm going to finish the book mm -hmm. or stay working. So I went through my process and I said, OK, I had to leave work and finished up the book. So it took me it took me about a year after that to finish up the book. Wow. That's not too bad. A year, year and a half. But you got such great content from it because when you spoke at yeah. Fellowship Power Lunch, you were able to really give us a process of working through our decision yes. making. Yes, the process. The biggest thing, I, I guess, if we're talking about the process, it's what I call the three-tier philosophy or three-tier influencers, that is, the, uh, the trifecta influencers. So the trifecta influencers is what makes you make decisions. You, you have your needs, wants, and emotions, and the emotions drive your wants. But it's the uh, three-tier philosophy that can help you overcome those, which is think critically, think about the big picture, and think about your exit strategy. So that was my takeaway. Uh, I hope that I delivered at the uh, luncheon. Yes, and the exit strategy is that how to maybe conclude that overall process or what the end game is. How would you describe maybe in most decisions, what would that so-called exit strategy be? Because it doesn't necessarily mean leaving. Right, right, so that's a good question. So the exit strategy would be when you're trying to make a decision, a difficult decision, think about what happens 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. So if you're gonna move somewhere, think about 20 years at that point. Mm. And do you stay where you're at or do you move on to another place? So a lot of times when we make decisions, we make the decisions for what's at hand 
and sometimes we forget to think about 5, 10, 15 years down the road. So the exit strategy is simply the think about 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Yeah, because there are consequences to our decisions. And so we make an impulse decision based on feelings or just rationalizing it in the moment and not thinking about, well, did you realize how this is going to impact your children? Or did you realize this neighborhood might not be the best to grow into Uh in the future? Or maybe this job might not be something that will be fruitful. Or it could be. But... Interesting is, I think you must have read the book because I talk about those (laughs) things in the book about the neighborhood and about the job. So yeah, those are the things that you want to look at. Yeah. Well, the great thing about your book is that it's not geared towards just business. No. I mean, it's anything we face in life. Yes. Marriage, relationships, careers, buying. (laughs) Absolutely. We could all benefit all areas of our life with your book. You know, and you mentioned like marriage. So I had this one individual ask me, could she have used this process for whether she should stay married or not? And I said, absolutely. But then about six months later, I had to make a decision that was very emotional and I couldn't do it. So I had to get someone else involved with the process to help me get through that decision because I was too emotionally involved. Doesn't matter what I say, even though I go through the process, if you're emotionally involved, it's very difficult. So, so you get, get someone. Get a third party. Yes, get like a third party. Like even wise counsel, yes. a pastor, mm-hmm. a trusted friend, someone to help you through that. Right, Because right. you're too emotionally connected. Very emotionally connected. You could use the process and have someone help you through that process. So, wow. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Yeah, that's good to know because I could see easily people saying, well, I rationalized it through using this process and made my own decision Right. when it might necessarily not necessarily be the best outcome for all involved. Right, because they're too emotionally involved. Your emotions really, whether you know this or not, they really affect the way you make decisions and your buying habits. So sometimes they're too strong, and that's why I would suggest someone else helping you through this process. Oh, wow. I just visualized this would make a good um, accountability coach group where you know, maybe five or ten of us in the group read the book, process it and kind of coach each other through the book process yes and become better yes mm-hmm. that's a- and then be like college students just stay accountable to each other and know you can lean on somebody yeah absolutely because we've been through the book process that's a good idea mm-hmm. I, I didn't think about that it's a great idea okay so like lisa k has signed you up to <laughs> to <laughs> consult okay. with with us as we <laughs> make our decisions absolutely. Yeah. i wonder if there's a book to help me make a decision about yes. making that decision or maybe your wife should help us decide whether or not you have the time oh, there, to do there that <laughs> Did anything, tell us, was anything funny that came out from writing this book that you experienced? Anything? I thought I was illiterate. Besides... <laughs> what? Yes. With well, a PhD? We, we, exactly. So, so so, what happened, it was, it was funny. I uh, finished the first three chapters. I said, great. So when I would write, every Sunday I would go to like a restaurant, uh, coffee place, and hang out for about five, six hours and read what I've done. So this time I finished the three chapters and I'm going to go read what I just did. And I started reading and I'm like, what am I talking about? What is? What am I trying to say? And the thing that I learned, and it was funny, is that I have so much information in my head that I'm putting it all down on paper, yeah. but I don't go back and read it. So I'm reading something that's grammatically correct, but I'm over here on this side, and then I get to the next sentence and I'm over here, and it's just not 
it's just not meshing well together. So, but that was one of the biggest things. So that was a challenge for me as well. Wow. Did you write the walk away, come back a day? Yes, that was, a, that was another problem. You know, I would write, this is when I was working, I would write, come back maybe two weeks later or mm -hmm. seven days later, and I, I'm just, where was I? And you have to get back into the groove, get yourself in that. Uh, so it took a long time, and that, uh, that, that created some problems for me as well. Well, I'm sure doing that process, you, you changed things. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. That was, I took an English course, and I had to write three stories. And, but the professor I had was so good. And he literally told us, just write your thoughts down, walk away from it, come back to it a few days later, and then read it, and then you'll be changing it up, adding to it. And I ended up with A-plus on all three of them. And oh. graduated a month early from it. But, oh. So I know a little bit about that. Outstanding. <laughs> but your, I mean, your knowledge is for this is way above what I would I mean, would know how to write, that I would see the technical part of it, of you having to make sure it does. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, uh, it's a quantify, quantifiable process. So it's not, you know, let me sit down in a room and meditate on it. You actually quantify everything, and at the end you have a score. And if the score is at a certain number, which is higher than your base, then you make the decision to go with it. If it's below, then you, you don't do it. Huh. That's cool. Now, there has to have been something funny, though, that has happened in the process <laughs> of writing this book. Because, well, yes, you have a PhD, but we I, I know there's something that had to have been funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so uh, I was using a coach because I finally realized that I needed a coach to bring me in. And she told me, okay, we're going to do this chapter next, so write the introduction. And I don't remember, she said... 700 words or 7,000 words? That's <laughs> a big difference. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'll make it 5,000, and, uh, you know, if I need to add more, I think it was close to 6,000, she'll tell me. She replied, I said, I said 700, so I spent a lot of time going through writing 7,000 or 6,000 words, and uh, she was laughing about oh, it. She said, she told me, I was, uh, I was sitting down with my husband drinking some wine, and as I was reading your email, I almost spit my wine out. I said 700, not 7,000. So, so, yeah, Overachiever. Was, yeah, yeah, it was pretty. But, you know, I, I was able to use uh, some of those for other parts of the book. So, I was just so, going to ask that. Yes. What did you do with the other parts? Recycle. There you go. <laughs> so yes, that was uh, for me. That was the funniest thing because I couldn't believe I didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've given us a good blueprint on how yes. to make better decisions. Is is there kind of a um, just a process or a, a gut check? Yeah. So I have something called the P two mode. It's a technique to help you think critically, to help you think the big picture, and to think long term. And it's an acronym where the first P stands for parts. What parts, parts. goes into this decision? Like if you're p purchasing a vehicle, you know, the engine, the uh, size. Then the second one is process. If I purchase this vehicle, how am I going to drive it? At, where am I going to take it to get uh, the oil check? You know, these things. You know, am I going to park far from the valet? The third one and fourth is uh, maintenance costs and operational costs. They're different. And some people may put them together, but I separate them because I want you to think about the maintenance costs, how much it's going to cost you to maintain your vehicle, and then the O for the operational costs, 
what kind of gas you have to pull it into it, you know, things like that. And then the D is the disposal, which is kind of like your exit strategy. So once you finish, you know, what do you do at the end? Do you resell the vehicle? Do you give it away? Trade it in? And the last one is the E, which is the emotions, because we all make decisions based on emotions. And that's why I made a mistake when I purchased my car. So this process gives you the ability to put your emotions in there. So not only do you have something that's practical, but you have the emotions. And when you make a decision, it's going to be the best decision for you, not for you or for me, but for you. Because you'll always hear, well, you should have gotten this vehicle. You should have gotten that vehicle. Mm -hmm. No, this vehicle is good for me. So that's the P2 mode. It's a technique. You know, parts, process, maintenance, operations, disposal, and emotions. Okay. I love that. Wow. This is great. So how can our audience find you? So I'm on uh, Amazon, uh, Good Decisions, Better Outcomes. You could find it on there. It looks like this. And uh, you could also go to my website and learn more about what I do. But I talk about the book in there, and I give people some ideas. So uh, they could learn more about me, and they could buy the book on Amazon. Okay. That's well, good. We look forward to you building some groups, too. She keeps going with that. I think we do. So does that involve me? This, it, it, it involves <laughs> you. <laughs> it's like it's rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lisa Gay has something. Okay. okay. So, Gerard, what's something that's most important to you right now? Life. Okay. Life. <laughs> what's better than sliced bread? chocolate cake <laughs> <laughs> all right what's your favorite brand of car since you talk so much about cars Brand. well i i love the lamborghini the lamborghini, lamborghini. a lambo okay which car did you purchase when you were illustrating it in the book it's a little embarrassing but uh, it was the mazda protege and it just ended up costing me a whole lot on the back end more than i wanted to spend really okay yes. wow this has been wonderful yeah, favorite travel destination or favorite right now? Right now, uh, Ireland. Okay, oh. love Ireland. I've been very love nice it. out there. Very yes. nice. Taylor, you've been everywhere. That I have another show called Hotel Hunt, but well, we can talk about that later. <laughs> That's why. Okay. So besides technology, you can come to Taylor for travel with Taylor. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. So I have to give one big pony up, right? There you yes. Got to give a pony up. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All my time and money went to SMU. So. <laughs> well spent. Yes, it was. Yes. We yes. produce PhDs as well. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, you can catch Intentional Talk with Lisa Kay and Taylor anywhere you get your podcast. Also on my channel on Prey.com, on Life Network for Women, on the Awakened Podcast Network, and just find us also on social media. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well... And they can join us. What is that, the third Tuesday, Lisa Kay? Yes, it is. Fellowship Power Lunch, the third Tuesday of every month. And our special event in November for all of our veterans. Fellowship Power Lunch, Veterans Appreciation. That's November the 16th, and that will be at Embassy Suites Frisco. You don't want to miss it. Check out our website. And we also want to give a shout-out to Grace Point Media for Absolutely. graciously hosting us here for Intentional Talk with Lisa Kay and Taylor. And then go to Fellowship Power Lunch. Com, yes. where you can learn all about our sponsors. You're welcome to join our those speakers. sponsors too, our speakers yes. and upcoming events. Absolutely. 
Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. TV with TLC.